This morning's scripture reading uh, comes from Matthew 5, verses 21 through 24. If you'd like to follow along in your pew Bible, uh, please turn to page 4 in the New Testament. Concerning anger. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Uh, Would you mind joining me in prayer? Father God, we ask that you would be here among us by your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would be in each of our hearts, uh, telling us, Father, uh, how, to, how, how this is meaningful for us. We also ask that you would be with me and help me to say the words that you would have me say and to leave the others uh, unsaid. We thank you, Father, for your presence here, and we thank you for your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Okay, uh, the topic of this morning's sermon is anger. We are in a series on defeating the darkness within, Uh, You may find it sort of odd that we are speaking about anger on Mother's Day, but if you had me for a child, you'd find it entirely appropriate. (laughs) I made my mother so mad. So she is dying for me to have kids. She cannot wait. She's hoping that uh, they'll be as well-behaved as I was. We have been talking, as I said, about uh, these deadly darknesses that are within us. Now, the seven deadly sins are by far not the worst of the sins that you can imagine. They're things like greed or uh, anger or, uh, you know, envy. These, these things that seem relatively small compared to the bigger sins of murder or adultery. They don't really seem that deadly. You would think we'd be able to come up with a better list of our top seven sins. So why is it that anger is on this list. Why is it that that this list is composed the way that it is? Uh, There's something deeper going on. These are deadly sins because they don't seem that bad, because they they are things that happen on the inside. They're things that happen in our thoughts. So Jesus Christ is getting at the same point here when he talks about murder. He says, You have heard it said, do not murder, but I say unto you, and then he talks about anger, right? That's what we just read. Do not even be angry uh, with your brother or sister. Why does Christ do that? Uh, What he actually says is that if you murder, you're liable to judgment, and he uses the exact same language for anger. He says, I say to you, if you are angry, you are liable to judgment. He's equating anger And murder, saying almost, these are the same thing. If you're angry with somebody, you might as well kill them. That's pretty harsh. 
But Jesus is getting at this same concept that lies behind all of the seven deadly sins. What he's saying is that your thought life matters. That if you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be called to be his disciple, then he is asking something greater of you. He's asking something larger of you than just to be, a, you know, just to be well-behaved. He's asking you to be a changed person. And part of that is your thought life. Now, your thought life is, uh, is very difficult to control. What we're getting at here as well, um, doesn't it sound a little bit like Christ is saying you should never be angry? Doesn't it sound a little bit like that's what he's saying? Yet we know that that is next to impossible for a lot of different reasons. Uh, number one, we're human. It just happens. And number two, didn't Christ himself get angry? Didn't Christ himself, you know, when the Pharisees attacked him, you know, he was a little sharp. He would every now and then just say, you guys are going to hell, you know that? <laughs> or, you're as bad as your father, the devil. You know, he, he would be very sharp with the Pharisees. And, of course, there was the time that he made that cord and whipped the money changers, driving them out of the temple. Now, that, you may or may not realize, actually happened three times. Every time he came to Jerusalem, he did that. So, Jesus Christ was angry. Paul talks about, be angry, but do not sin. Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 26. He's commanding us in that passage to be angry. So why does Jesus talk here about anger being something that is so dangerous that it's akin to murder? You know, what, why is anger okay in some instances and not okay in other instances? Why do we uh, fear anger so much as Christians, yet the Bible commands us and even gives us examples in Jesus Christ of an anger that is good, an anger that, that seems to be God-driven or, or God-inspired or God-approved? So uh, how do we actually tell? I think, the, I think we have to ask ourselves a little bit of a question. Uh, have you ever noticed that some things really upset you? and some things don't bother you at all? Or, or do you have a friend or maybe a family member, not, certainly not a mother, but a family member that, that gets really upset over something that you think is nothing? You think this is just, you know, why would they be mad about that? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, or, or in yourself, you know, there are things that, that just your, your hot buttons, you know, your pet peeves, the things that really set you off, get your blood boiling, and, and you don't really know why. Now, for me, uh, I know that, that I have those kind of experiences all the time. Very recently, I went to uh, Chick-fil-A for lunch. Uh, I, my, my wife had been talking about it the night before, and it got me hungry. I was like, i got to have it. So I went out to uh, Chick-fil-A, and in the parking lot, actually, I was rushing to my car, and I got to my car, stuck my key in, but I didn't notice that the person next to me uh, was in their car. They started backing out, and I was so close to them, they actually hit me. <laughs> they ran over my shoe. And you would think that, that being run over by a car would make me mad, but I didn't care. It didn't bother me, actually. I, I, you know, they knocked me over, and well, not completely over, knocked me out of the way. And I, you know, I was the one to apologize. I was like, I'm sorry, I was in a hurry, I didn't see you there. And you know, it was fine, it was no big deal. Like I said, it really should have upset me more. Would it bother you to be run over by a car? Yeah, okay. You know, so it, it, I'm not saying I'm super Christian or whatever because of what happened next, but it just, it didn't bother me. For, for whatever reason, that, you know, that didn't bug me. Uh, and right out of the parking lot, uh, you know how you have to cross Dale Mabry there uh, on Swan. 
uh, there's a green light. And I am like, yes, hallelujah, God loves me, a green light. Oh, this is great, because you're going to have to wait forever at that light. And there's one person in front of me, and they see the green light, and they do what is, of course, natural. They slow down. And I'm pulling my hair out. I'm like, I can't believe it. That's not yellow. Are you colorblind? What is your problem? What? You know, and I'm raging. I'm so upset. I'm so mad. You know, I'm ready to ram them. I'm like, and, and why? Why am I, you know, why am I so upset about, you know, running, being hit by a car? I don't know. Misunderstandings happen. It doesn't matter. Uh, but, but somebody who is, is standing in my way, who's keeping me from something that, that I want, you know, that, that really bothers me. And, and we see that all the time in our own lives, too. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know, the, the local news, people are murdered, uh, raped, robbed, that sort of stuff doesn't phase us, doesn't bother us, doesn't get us upset. Uh, but if something happens and your day off gets canceled, you're fuming. Right? Isn't that embarrassing to think? The things that ought to upset us, the things that ought to motivate us, that ought to, to tear us apart, don't. And the things that really shouldn't bother us at all, those are the things that, that we can't let go of. Those are the things that, that, that tear us asunder. Those are the things that, that, we, uh, that, 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 that we are absolutely destroyed by and that we are just ready to, ready to murder over, right? Why is that? If you can answer that question, if you can figure that question out, then you, can, then you can answer why some anger is okay, why some anger is God-like anger, is Christ-like anger, and why some anger uh, puts you in danger of the, the hell of fire. So what are the differences in those two angers? There, there are two kinds of anger that we're going to talk about this morning. Anger, good anger, God-centered anger is meant to focus you. It's meant to give you purpose. It's meant to, to, to help you to stand up for yourself, to help you to right wrongs that you see in the world. Uh, for instance, one of my favorite charities is uh, Shared Hope International. Uh, you may or may not have heard of it. It's a charity that works with women who have been in sexual slavery. And it it, it uh, helps to, to kind of... Uh, rescue them from those situations and bring them back into, you know, the, the mainstream of society. Uh, it's very Christ-centered and that sort of thing as well. It's one of my favorite charities because what happens in those situations makes me very mad. Very mad indeed. And, and that's a good anger. Uh, an anger that motivates us to, to, to change the world, to make the world a better place, to make the world right where it's wrong. That, that's the kind of anger that Christ had as he was driving those people out of the temple. Now, the other kind of anger, you have to ask yourself, you know, why do we get angry about certain things? The reason we get angry in general about some things and not angry about others is because you only get angry about the things that you love. You only get angry about things that you care about. Uh, it's said that the opposite of hate is not love, but indifference. In the same way, you just can't get angry about anything you're indifferent about. If you don't care, if it, it doesn't, you know, if you're indifferent about it, then it's not going to upset you. But if it's something that is near and dear to you, if it's something that you love, that is where you're going to get angry. And the problem with anger, the, the, the area where we really run into trouble, um, is ask, you know, ask yourself, what am I loving here when I'm angry? What am I defending? 
why was I so mad at being held, you know, at, at missing a, a green light? Why was I so upset about that? You know, what was I, what was I loving? What, what was it that, that I was holding in higher regard uh, than that person in front of me? You know, it, it was, you know, my, I have a very high view of my time, I guess, and uh, perhaps uh, a desire not to, not to waste it or a feeling that, you know, I'm very important. I have places to go. I have people, you know, people to save or, you know, something along those lines. I've, I have office work to do. And, um, you know, those things, that, that, the answer to that question, what am I defending? You know, what, what, am, what am I really loving right here? Um, that helps us to, to see whether or not our anger is good or bad. And we'll get back to that. We'll come back to that. Um, but how do we actually deal with anger? You know, what, what do we actually do with anger? Uh, the Bible talks about this in another area, another place. It's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. And I'll also be uh, you know, reciting verse 27. Uh, Paul says, Be angry, but do not sin. And do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give the devil a foothold. Now, in your, your Bible, it says, do not make room for the devil. In the King James, it says, do not make a place for the devil. The NIV says, do not give the devil a foothold. So what does this passage mean? Um, the, uh, the, the passage that we're talking about here, what it is saying is that, yes, you have to be angry. You have to feel your anger. You have to go through anger. But you also need to get rid of it. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. As soon as you can, as soon as you can, you have to get, you have to get rid of your anger. You have to process it. You have to, to put it somewhere else. Give it to God. Um, and a failure to do so is giving the devil opportunity and room to work in your life. Now, how do we typically respond to, to feelings of anger? How do we typically respond to that? I think there are two main ways that we respond. Uh, the first is, you often hear pop psychologists saying that this is the only healthy way, uh, which is to express your anger, right? Have you guys ever heard that? You know, you're feeling this anger, you've got to express it. You've got to, you know, you've got to let it out. You've got to tell people how you feel. And of course, if you've ever, if you've ever done that, you know how it usually turns out. <laughs> not, not like the psychologist would have you believe, right? It, it really cracks relationships, fractures them. Uh, it could put your job at risk. It, you know, it, it's very dangerous uh, letting, your, you know, letting your feelings uh, show uh, to, to too great of an extent. It's very dangerous. It, it, it can cause a lot of mischief in your life. But what's the other way of dealing with anger? You know, the other natural way of dealing with anger. There's a, a godly way, too. But the other way of dealing with anger is what? It, it, it's suppressing it, right? It's saying, I'm not angry. I'm not mad. You know? And meanwhile, you're boiling. Uh, you guys have seen The Simpsons and are familiar with Ned Flanders' character, right? You, you, you may or may not have seen the episode where uh, this, uh, this tornado destroys his house. And he had been, you know, praying and asking, you know, asking God for help. But out of every house in the entire city, the only one that's destroyed is his. And uh, at the end of the episode, he, he has all this anger buildup that he's been suppressing, and he just lays in to everybody. All of his friends, that kind of thing, he just lays into them. And, and what that's showing, you know, Ned usually is the character that 
people, you know, people kind of walk over and people uh, say nasty things to him and he just says oakley doakley and moves on uh, because he's suppressing that anger. And what that, sh what that you know, cartoon is actually getting at, you know, he, he lays into all of his friends and then checks himself into the mental hospital. And what he's, you know, what, what is being gotten at there is there's a Christian response that I think, you know, the more, the more common response for Christians is to try to suppress or repress our anger. But that is not the same as dealing with it. It's still there. You know, what, what happens if the boss yells at you and, you know, you suck it up and you say, okay, this is not going to bother me. And you come home and you snap at your wife, you know, and she snaps at, the, at, at your kid. And your kid kicks the dog, right? That, that's, a, that's another very common uh, cliche. Uh, but that, that's sort of what happens. You know, if, if you're suppressing anger, it's not really getting rid of it either. So we have two choices, and neither one of them are good. We express our anger and, and watch things blow up around us. We suppress our anger and feel like horrible inside. I mean, that destroys your soul. It really does. It tears you apart. Uh, you know, it, 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 it isn't healthy. I mean, the pop psychologists are right about that. You shouldn't suppress your anger, um, at least not long term. Uh, and, and it'll still spill out anyway. You know, it'll come out in some other way. Uh, so what is our answer? If you can't express it, you can't repress your anger, how do you deal with it? Now, the Bible says that what we're to do with our anger is to get rid of it, not let the sun go down on our anger. To, to, to process it, to, to feel it, to, to be angry, not to sin, to be angry, uh, and to get through it. Now, the question there is, how do you do that? <laughs> Raise your hand if there's something that you've been mad at for uh, one year or longer. Okay. I, I know a lot of you are, you know, I, I'm mad that people don't raise their hands when I, uh, when I ask these questions. <laughs> And I've been mad at that for well over a year. So, um, you know, if, if you're mad about something like that for five years or longer, you can probably raise your hand too, right? I mean, we have things that we don't want to talk about. We're not, not admitting necessarily, but we're mad. And we've, we've been mad for years. It might have been a slight that, that somebody gave you at the grocery store, or it, it might have been something a family member did, or it might just be something, uh, you know, about the state of the nation or the direction of our country or uh, the schools. Who knows? I mean, I've been mad about what's going on in the schools for years. And, and there, there are just a ton of things that we hold on to. And it's much easier to say, get rid of your anger. It's easy to say, give your anger to God, right? It's easy to say that, but it's hard to get rid of it. It's hard to actually give that anger over to God without suppressing it. Uh, without expressing it in a way that's destructive. So how do you do that? This gets back to there being two different kinds of anger. And I realize we're probably running low on time, so I'm going to try to get through this quickly. But there are two different kinds of anger. And to get, you know, there are different responses to these different angers. Uh, but they both fall under the, the, the rubric of trying to get through them, trying to get, you know, get rid of it, give it to God quickly. The first kind of anger is that, that kind of negative kind of anger, that, that, that anger that has to do with more or less your own selfishness or your own problems. Basically, it, it's that something that you love more than you should. Uh, as I said earlier, you don't get angry about things that you don't care about. And a lot of the time, even most of the time, when you're angry about something silly, and guess what? You may not realize this, but everyone around you knows what 
gets you angry when it shouldn't. You might think you're hiding it well, but you're not. You know, everybody knows what sets you off and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's no secret. You know, your family does at least, and probably your coworkers. Um, for instance, my wife knows that I'm incredibly impatient. You know, standing in line, that kind of thing can, can make me mad. And what is it about those things? Why, why do those things make you mad? Uh, understanding what is behind your anger is the way to defeat that kind of anger. You know, th th this kind of anger that is just, it seems irrational, it seems unreasonable, it seems like it's coming from nowhere. Well, it's not. It's not coming from nowhere. It's coming from somewhere. Figure out where it's coming from. And usually, if it's the kind of anger that's just silly or just selfish, when you look at it, it's like, you know, why am I so mad that, that my day off was canceled? Or why, you know, why am I so mad that this person, you know, disrespected me right here? You know, why, why, why is this upsetting me so much? And if you can see that, if you can see through to that, a lot of times it melts away because you realize that, you know, this is not a legitimate anger. I'm, I've probably done something wrong here as well. And it's much easier to set aside. It's much easier to set away. Uh, the second kind of anger is, is much, much more difficult. Um, we, as a country, have experienced this recently with Osama bin Laden. You know, we've really been wronged. We have authentically, honestly been wronged. Now, have, have any of you ever uh, known anyone who has authentically wronged or been authentically wronged yourself? Uh, you know, someone with a family member who was killed or put in prison unjustly, or, or someone who perhaps was raped. You know, someone who's, who's really been wronged. How do you deal with that kind of anger? You know, how do you, how do you process that? How do you just let that go? Because it seems so righteous, it seems so good that you should be angry in that situation. How do you let that go? Now, of course, I'm not saying that you don't go to the authorities in cases like that or that the government shouldn't do its job. But how do you personally process that anger? How do you personally get through that anger uh, into another place? Because unprocessed anger, that is a spiritual issue that will tear you apart, even if it is justified, even if it is good anger. How do you get through that? Uh, a theologian named Miroslav Wolf actually has an answer to that. His, at, his answer may be surprising to you, or it may not. His answer is the doctrine of hell. Now, Miroslav, you know, you can tell from the name, I hope, that he's, uh, he's not, what didn't exactly grow up in Virginia uh, or Florida. Uh, he grew up in Bosnia, okay? You, you guys remember Bosnia. They've been killing each other for, you know, a good 1,500 years, and, and they're, they've gotten quite proficient at it. And a lot of his friends and relatives grew up in situations where their homes were razed, their schools were destroyed, uh, their, their husbands and fathers were shot, their wives, their sisters, kidnapped, raped. How do you deal with that kind of anger? How do you deal with that kind uh, of wrong? Because, of course, you know that just retaliating back, it may feel just, it may seem just, but it just continues a cycle of violence that we see the world over. You think that's not going to happen in your life, too? So what do you do when you've got this real wrong? Miroslav Wolf says the only way that we can really come to peace when we've actually been wrong is by trusting God to do the right thing, by trusting God to judge. Uh, only in the, the, the thought that God will not take up the sword, that God will not do what is right to those who have done wrong, do we ourselves uh, repay? Do we ourselves uh, give back? The Bible says that 
It is mine to avenge, says the Lord. I will repay. It's only in letting God repay. It's only in trusting God to to do what is right in those situations that we allow a chance for him to redeem the situation, for him to make something good out of it, for him to turn uh, a cycle of violence into a cycle of peace, for him to take a situation where we've been broken, to heal us and to heal the other parties. And I guarantee you, you know, if the other person doesn't repent, God is a lot, you know, God, God is very good at everything he does. And he will make sure that justice is done when it's necessary, and especially when it's not done here. There are things that we've been holding on to for years. There are things that we've been mad about for years. I encourage you today, give those things up. Anger is a deadly sin. Anger is a sin that if you don't look at it, if you're not aware of it, it will consume you. It will spring up when you least expect it to and wreak havoc. Do the enemy's will in your life. If you have things that you've been mad about, I encourage you, give them over to the Lord. Search your own heart. See why you're upset. And and see if that's not something that isn't right. And, And if it is, give that over to God. Let him deal with it. Let him deal with the situation and hopefully redeem it. That's what I encourage you to do today in the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, sometimes we wonder why we are tested. We wonder why these things happen to us. We wonder how you could allow certain things into our lives or, or certain things to happen. Lord, we know that you are good. We know that you are, are just as upset, even more so, much more so, at the things that happen in this world and the things that happen to us than we are. Lord, you hate injustice. You hate sin. We know that you are good. We know that we can trust you, that we can trust your judgment. Help us to be like your son, Father. Help us. Help us to turn the other cheek. Help us to process this anger and trust you with it. Trust you to do the right thing. Father God, we give ourselves to you even as your son gave himself for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.